Life is a highway. I wanna ride it all night long. You're going my way. Um, we haven't done a singing intro in so long. I know. We've been down. Yeah, it's not been appropriate. <laughs> but guess what? Biden's president. And Thanksgiving is just around the corner. That's true, Kelly. We are recording this in mid-November. Uh, right, there's oh, a chill in the oh, air. Cornucopia is spilling out Uh-oh. their bounty. It's thanks. It's almost Thanksgiving, and, and I'm saying, cluck cluck, <laughs> gobble gobble. <laughs> Guys, we are recording this on November sixth, two thousand twenty. Um, because Kelly isn't going to be in the city anymore. That's right. It's called a. It's called banking an episode. Yeah. But we're going to pretend as if. We aren't. We aren't. And please join us on that uh, trip. Loyal listeners know we basically almost never bank episodes. Yeah. And I. So it's it's we were like, what are we going to do? What happens? (laughs) Yeah. We don't like lying to you. No. Um, Plus, you know, we like to have our finger on the pulse. Yes. And also, it didn't really occur to me when we were setting up the structure (laughs) of this podcast to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it either, but I feel like it is smart. Sometimes. Yeah. But also, this is FOH. I'm Elaine Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And uh, you know it. You love it. You're here for it. Every night, it's a different story. <laughs> Service. Yeah. Remember three years ago when we worked in restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> no it's a yeah no no i don't remember i don't want to um yowza yeah i wonder what life is gonna be like when um, this is released when this is released you know i mean we'll be back at brunch we'll be brunching i won't even be <laughs> suffice to say thinking about what's going on in this country anymore or worldwide who We're cares we have a new president um <clears throat> i never went to brunch in the first place so for me, it would be more like, uh, I'm going to happy hour. Sure. And get some nuts. Snacks. Right. A bar snack. Bar snack. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what? Uh, Lillian will be going to the bulk food item aisle. So I'll see you there. Uh, she's like, I can do this now that Trump isn't president. I've been cut loose. putting off the cashews in bulk <laughs> for four years. Nutritional yeast in one of the plastic bag. It, yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully things are. Um, I don't know. Something. I hope everything's yeah, okay. Me too. That we can't release it if it's something <laughs> no, really if, like, bad happens. Something crazy happens, and then you know. everyone's like, "Okay, so these girls clearly don't care. They're <laughs> yeah. not talking about the big fire yeah, shooting whatever. that happened." <laughs> yeah. So bad. <laughs> so bad <laughs> oh lord have mercy um what do you think how do you think you'll be feeling in the future i hope i'm on a freaking hike oh yeah you know i'll be upstate on this day two weeks from now i hope i have a little pet raccoon i do too a little squirrel that comes to your back door yeah on your shoulder yeah. my uncle had a pet raccoon and um they are very tough to have as pets I could imagine. They, you know, I could imagine them. tend to open jars because yeah. of those little hands. Those little hands. 
So just a word word to you, Kelly. Future word Kelly, to the wise. you know, think about it hard. Um, Yeah, they're not. The thing is, is if a raccoon could be domesticated, we obviously would have done it already. Yeah, they're so cute. They're so cute. They do get very large. Yeah. So you got to be, it's like a potbelly pig situation. Yeah. Which, did I tell you I saw one, a woman walking a pig in the West Village when I was on drugs? And I was like, I'm sorry, can you not? This is crazy looking. Oh my God. One time when I was on acid in college, some deers ran by and I was like, what? In the city? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I was like that. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, still, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I mean, uh, pigs are really cute and they make good pets, but you can't have one in the city. Babe pig in the city, lost in the city. No, that's like way worse than having a dog in the city. Oh my God. I'm going to call the fucking ASPCA on her. I'm calling PETA. I'm calling PETA. (laughs) Um, I was watching House Hunters International, like I like to do, and, um... They have this guy who's like, he appears on multiple episodes and I'm obsessed with him. His name is Shane and he's an Irish um, real estate agent. Oh, okay. And he's like, he really gives people the tough talk, which I appreciate. Like he clearly doesn't like Americans. Yeah. And um, these guys had this little like, like mini French bulldog, like one of those guys. Yeah. And they kept talking about like the space that they needed. And he's like, I don't know why the dog would need space. Small dog. I don't know why the balcony would need to be bigger for the dog. Uh, it's quite small. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love him. I'm going to look him up. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he has a cult following. When this is all over. When this is all over, we can start thinking about some guest, you know, stars of House Hunters. <laughs> more more critically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. appreciate them on a deeper level. Uh, when this is all over... Shane, <laughs> you won't be able to escape my clutches. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger house to run away from me. In in circles, in circles. around a table, and I chase you. a Benny you. Hill moment. Yeah, you're my secretary. <laughs> you're my secretary. <laughs> Where'd your pants go? <laughs> Dropped a pencil. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that's going to happen for you in the Biden administration. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, our lives are going to be so different and first better. First of all, the first Catholic president since Kennedy. Yeah, I forget that he's Catholic. I guess mostly because I don't really care, but... <laughs> my, I'm not kidding when I just was like, you do? Like, my organic reaction was like... Yeah, but I mean, the presidents don't talk about their religions anymore, their personal religions. He doesn't talk about being Catholic. I actually have never heard Joe Biden speak in my life, I don't think. <laughs> You're like the Soylent guy. You're like, who the fuck is this? It's like one of his cornerstones. Of it his kind of is. Being Catholic specifically? He talks about his faith. He talks about well, his kid died, his wife died. Yeah. Well, it's Catholic voters are... This is so boring. Um, Catholic voters are really split between pro-choice and pro-life. And he like he speaks to that quite often because Catholic voters are like leaving the democratic party because specifically because they're pro-life. Yeah. I'm I'm even though the Pope said, I know the young Pope. Yeah. Jude law. Jude law said it was okay. (laughs) He's tiny. (laughs) He's a young, tiny Pope. Right. Anyways. Um, well, you know, God bless. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Catholics. The papal ring. Oh, I bet that is really beautiful up close. Uh, One day uh, we'll kiss it. One day we'll kiss it. Anyways, what the fuck are we talking about? It would be so funny to be like, I should start doing that. Being like, what? Joe Biden's going to, he's going to be serving the papal ring. He's not loyal to America. Oh, That's yeah. That's what people said about Kennedy. They're right. Like, you can't, no. he's yeah. going to have dual loyalty. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. That would be so sick if that was, like, <laughs> your take. Yeah. Yeah. Make it your take. Okay. You know? You're free. Jeannie, but, Jeannie, you're free. Jeannie, you're free. So we wanted to talk about, under this Biden presidency. Yep. Coming for the guns. Come, you know what? Lock them away. Uh-oh. Lock her up. Lock them away. Because you know who's going to be knock, knock, knocking? Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Yep. She's, she's going to say, give me those guns. Because I'm going to put it planted as evidence (laughs) (laughs) you know so we thought we'd talk about hunting yeah something kind of shockingly that we haven't i don't know it seems like it would have been on the brain on the whiteboard i know i'm kind of surprised i thought that too i was like i'm surprised we've never talked about our opinions hunting food food. sustenance yeah um you know that's why this podcast is so valuable Mm -hmm. is because there's still so much to plumb yeah you know you know it's you think you've reached the end many listeners i'm sure have thought that you know uh recently and too bad nope guess what there's more the future is ours ding anyways yes hunting a um a complicated and uh you know, divisive issue topic. Um, so hunting, which is the Webster's dictionary defined. Defi- <laughs> uh, no, hunting has been um, on the decline. I think they said the the peak of hunting licenses being issued was in the eighties, and then checks out. It's been on the decline, but it's on the rise with millennials and with women. Love that, and a lot of people attribute that to. Um, interest in healthy eating because game meats are uh-huh. leaner. Uh-huh. Um, and keto. Keto. <laughs> and um, also in preservation of public land, uh-huh. which is really interesting because for the most part, when you do hunting, you're hunting on public lands. Right. And I think it's interesting too, like sometimes, like, I feel like it's a lib talking point of like, where people will be like, oh my God, Trump opened this up. This area up. Sorry, I had an oh, okay. Um, Trump opened this area up to hunting, and it's like, yeah, like lots of people hunt, and lots of blue collar people hunt, and it's an easy way to appeal, I think, to those kinds of voters because it's a it's a way that people feel connected to. Not not justifying anything Trump does, but I think that like a lot of you know liberal elites have a misguided view of hunting oh a hundred percent yes i mean i um i grew up i mean yeah my dad hunted yeah not uh, he stopped when he was older but um but yeah i mean it's so like entrenched for so many different reasons and uh they're not it's easy to paint a horrifying picture because also people equate that kind of hunting, which, like, my dad would hunt, like, turkeys. Right. Wild turkeys in Florida or whatever. Um, equate that with fucking big game hunting. Right. Which is obviously... A very different thing. <laughs> right. Uh, the hunting of, like, you know, 
animals that are overrun and are fucking up a, a population is, you know, that is part of, t- that's like, that's c- controlled burning. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like venison is a huge, makes up a huge, you know, proportion of the meat that's hunted in the U.S. And it's like deers are a notorious environmental pestilence. Yes. Yes. And they were- love their little ankles, but. <laughs> Lillian is quite jealous <laughs> of their little ankles. What were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about the ankles. So sorry, I was thinking about their beauty. and They're their... delicate, tiny little. Yeah, deers really do trick you because they are beautiful. Yeah. So it's hard to think of them as like an invasive species. Right, but they definitely are. It's also like, you know, it's one of those things where... I think it's just a consequence. Like, here's the thing. We fuck it all up, and then we have to also help not fuck it up in that way. We've disturbed all of how everything works, and the price is we got to fucking kill some deer. Yeah. Sorry. Because we killed all the wolves. Exactly. It's like we completely fucked it up. And if you think about even in your emotional life, which is more powerful, wolf and wolf imagery... Or deer and deer imagery. Mm. For you, it might be deers. What, well, that's more of a like a body envy thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Lillian's thin spell. My room is just covered in fucking ripped out magazine pictures of deer. I put them that on my fridge. <laughs> you put them on the fridge. It says nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Not even venison. Not even I mean, obviously, like, yeah, it's, oh, man, it's, it, there's so many interesting layers to it, for sure. And the cultural aspect, and obviously, you know, people seem to make exceptions for, oh, this is, this is sustenance, this is your whole animal. Well, yeah, I think that is, like, kind of the key for, um, like, millennials and, and kind of, like, how millennials like enter it is that it's like you do like a lot of us have either worked in or attend or patronize restaurants that you know espouse the values of tip to tail you know butchering and farm to table and da 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 and it's like what is more well that's yeah the natural extension of yeah yeah and you know what all the city all the the city butchers from New York City going out to the country, they're saying, wait a second. Yeah. You know, I'm going to change the kind of animal. Yeah. NPR did a, an article about in D.C. They were talking about the kind of like you have like these two divided worlds where you have restaurants that like game meat is like presented as wow it's like it's the most authentic Mm, and and so the most expensive kinds of of presentation of meat and then you have because you can't sell like hunters can't individual hunters like you or i couldn't go shoot a deer and then sell it back to the butcher so it's free essentially you know what i mean like so it's an interesting world, too, where it's like, you know, we talk semi-frequently about luxury and mm-hmm. how luxury is created in food. And game meat is a really interesting example of the modern creation of luxury. Interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, too, it's like there is, I mean, I, again, I'm not completely familiar with like modern hunting culture, but, um, <laughs> be weird if I was, uh, but I'm reading about it today. I was like, maybe I'll start hunting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there is, and there has been, um, for as long as I know of, um, I, there's a, there's a ritual and there are rules and there is there, you, you can't just, it's looked down upon if you are tricking and hunting animals unfairly. Totally. You're not supposed to fucking, you know, it's supposed to be quick and fair and like this, there's a whole code. And so it's like, ideally, you know, that's how it happens. Yeah. And it's illegal in many parts of the country to not use it for meat. Like Mm. they can't make you like, obviously like eat it. But (laughs) like, like, you have to sit here until you eat the whole deer. It's like Matilda. Yeah, you can't leave. <laughs> um, but you can't kill an animal and then abandon the carcass. You have to take it and process it. And you can't, you're not, I mean, in some states anyway, you can't, you're not supposed to put it on your car. You're not supposed to, it's It's like, in some ways, even though people are like these fucking rednecks, it is like this sacred thing where it's like, don't throw the animal's body yeah. away don't put it on your car as a display be respectful of the process be respectful of other people and how they might view this animal like there, there's so it, it goes deeper than you might think totally and i think that the people that you are kind of taught to think of those like um the like trophy hunters mm-hmm. it's like that actually kind of belies that they are not doing, you know what I mean? Like if you're trophy hunting, you already are part of like a middle class or an upper class because you don't need exactly. Money. Yeah. And, and you have the money. Taxidermy is not fucking cheap, by no, the way. Man. My dad did a mail order taxidermy class back in the, Oh, cool. Back in the sixties, you know, That's very fun. which I wish, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen I anymore. I could see you being a taxidermist. I mean, it's maybe I'll start hunting. You start taxidermy. Oh, great. That, that pivot for the pod guaranteed right up in the times. Are you kidding me? New Yorker. Yeah, we would get New it. New Yorker. Full piece. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh great. yeah. All right. That's our, that's our COVID plan. <sighs> yes. All right. Finally figured it out. God, it's been so long. Everyone else is like, oh, I'm going to go, you know. You know, whatever. I'm doing blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, it's one of those things, like, I feel like people were saying this when those, like, militiamen out in Michigan were going to kidnap the the governor. Yeah. And people were like, do you know how much money guns cost? You can't stockpile guns in that way if you're a poor person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those people, like, those militia guys, like to think of them as like these poor rednecks is either like you're over empathizing and overly trying to like you're condescending to them yes or you're just hate poor people and want them to be that's a hundred percent the othering of like the southern the 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 poor of the south is just like it's so disgusting to watch and it, it it's like oh my god i pulled out this quote from that npr piece oh god um because it just made me die laughing um it was um they go to a hunter's home okay. and um as he shows off the frozen cuts of venison in his freezer this crusty man reveals his inner Epicurean. That's a whole loin right there, he says. What I like to do with that is split it open, fill it full of blue cheese, wrap it up in tin foil, and put it on the grill for an hour and a half. Just the idea that, like, like of co- 
you think you're getting you're doing whole animal butchering not knowing how to fucking cook right (laughs) right (laughs) yes that's so oh my god everyone is so fucking stupid imagine also reading your name in state fucking media (laughs) as crusty that is so fucked up when is that from this was from like 2019 i think oh okay i was like maybe is that from like fucking (laughs) I don't know when it would be when it's okay to call people <laughs> crusty. We used to call that people time, crusty. You know, back in my day, you could walk down the street, call people crusty left and right. No now people say this eye. you on Twitter. Find your old <laughs> crusty you? your old crusty tweets. <laughs> um, oh, crusty, this you? I'm dying. Um, you, at least uh, throw them grizzled. Grizzled. Something like an old prospector, Go you know. Ahead and, yeah, are you kidding That's me? That's cool. This piece is from 2018. Krusty is how you describe the fucking fake punks who are, you know, that's like, come on. Come on. Not nice. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, people definitely want coastal elites and such. Definitely want, they want poor people to be so much less critical than them. Mm-hmm. And so they want people to just somehow be hunting out of like this brute's animalistic desire instead of understanding themselves as laborers, spiritual people, chefs, da 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 da, conservation. I mean, do you, know. you? No, absolutely. It it encompasses all of those things, and also like if you've never been, I mean, God. Do you know the time and the fucking the time you spend hunting? It's not a fucking quick thing. No. It is like you are accessing something that is like not to, but it is like a, it is literally a primal fucking thing. And that is like how many people can say they've experienced that. I don't know. And of all the people that I read about their thoughts on hunting, the person with the most embarrassing was obviously Brad Leone from Bon Appetit who said... I understand that world hunger can't be cured by us all going out and hunting our own food. Well, thanks for clarifying that, Brad. Brad's piece in Bon Appetit <laughs> about this shit. It's like a medium article that like your cousin's girlfriend write and you're like, I can't, this girl's so dumb. But it's I- also very medium in the sense that you're like, you know, medium says like three minute read. Oh yeah. This is a <laughs> 45 second read. Second. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really, um, I'm like, do they have like a gun to your head? Like, <laughs> yeah. Write this as fast as you can and don't. It's when you forget to do your homework. Oh, and 100%. It's like, oh, you had to write 300 words reflecting on, you know, Dubliners. You're like, no, 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 no. I mean, it's so, it's a very boring piece. Don't, um, don't read it. Don't, yeah, don't read it. Um, I read an actually very interesting piece in Eater that I would recommend that is... It's called Hunting to Eat is Not a Novel Idea. It's the original idea by Kristen Gunther. Now, there's a piece for you. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just talking about... um, It gets a little repetitive, but it's okay. Um, She's just talking about the practice... Like you were saying, like, this is not a matter of even hours. It's a matter of days. Yeah. And by saying primal, I'm not trying to be like, that's a very like cliche thing. I just mean more the meditative spiritual aspect. And that's what I mean when I say primal. It's, it's like that connection. Of course, you're not saying primal in the sense that 
this is like lesser than. No, no. But I'm, it's like it's truly like you are now like you're on the earth. You're shooting yes. the animal. You have to butcher it. Like it's a it's it's a commitment. It's a commitment, and it's and you know like the title of this piece. It's like it's that's a truly ancient yes practice exactly. I mean, fuck. I don't know. It's my most visceral memories as a kid are like our fishing and like watching my dad, you know, clean the fish and making the fish and fucking all of that shit. And we just had like cane poles, like true hillbilly shit, like, you know, fucking cane sugar rod. And like, I don't know. It's really, it is like a really beautiful experience. It can yeah. be anyways. And my dad would always go frog gigging, which is really crazy. Nice. Also because we were poor. I mean, yeah. this is before I was born, but it was like literally my dad would hunt squirrels and frogs. Yeah. And they, and my family would eat them. Yeah. Like really. I mean, they also talk about in that NPR piece, they talk about that lots of hunters donate like insofar as they're legally permitted to like donate tons of meat because again Mm. you cannot sell it right so you're giving it out to friends you're donating it to food pantries Mm -hmm. like this is something that it's not just connecting you to the earth it can connect you if you choose to your community for sure you have to say like because yeah you shoot an elk yeah yeah a lot of fucking that's a lot that's a lot that's a big old animal you're gonna be making some like medieval times jerky yeah you know yeah that sounds so good. Oh, God, it sounds good. I wish I could make my own jerky. I know you can, but I'm like, what am I going to buy? Am I going to buy a dehydrator? Mm. No. Hang it from the ceiling. Cure <clears throat> it. Cut to like three months from now, the dead of winter in New York City. I'm like, hang animal flesh and deer pictures all over my house. <laughs> um, I mean, this is our future. We just said Right, right, right. I'll get started. I'll get cracking on I, it. I should be so lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, God, I haven't thought about hunting in so long. I think that, like, also kind of linked to that, like, I think a lot of leftists and anarchists specifically, like, talk about learning how to use guns. And, um, and I think it's a really interesting way of, like, forcing yourself to stop kind of cosplaying the revolution when you're shooting and saying, like, okay, like, how can I use this to help my community now? And yeah. I'm not becoming someone who's like, oh, maybe I'll be able to shoot, you know, whatever. It's saying like, okay, like, can I hunt? And then can I find people who need? Right. It's never, and that's a thing. If it, if obviously everything's about like your fucking intention, you're not like a bloodthirst. Like, obviously, if you're a bloodthirsty freak and you like enjoy the sound of an animal dying and you fucking want to see blood on your hands or whatever the fuck, no, yeah. that's not good. No, we're not talking about like the neighborhood sociopath killing the cat. Although I was thinking when you kill an animal and you are somebody who, you know, maybe would want to kill a person, is killing the animal in that way, even though it's fucked up better because you get it out of your, you know, it's not you. Do you think you get it out of your system or do you think it heightens? your? No, it heightens. It escalates. But um, maybe buying people some time. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's, maybe we should start. Maybe that's our new, activism. We go to mm-hmm. the mental health institutions, yep. what have you. Yeah. Fraternities. You guys can gut this animal. Like, I know you want to gut a real woman. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Whoa! Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) 
I thought we were in the same scenario. I, we are in the same scenario, but I didn't expect you to say gut a woman. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't want to think about it, but I guess we're going there. I guess, I guess I'm forced to. <laughs> it's like that whole thing with like the real sex dolls and everyone's like, is this going to cause a pro? Are they going to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to abuse the sex doll, the really realistic sex dolls. Is it yeah. going to let men blow off steam who would be normally harming women or is it going to increase? Yeah. I think hunting is okay, but I think the real sex dolls are bad. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that incongruent? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. And if, hey, if you want to fuck the deer. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're it's private. It's private. It's, if it's dead and you're alone. Yeah. I don't know if we really want to. <laughs> Do we want to go there? I don't know. I have heard that, um, <laughs> it's like, stop um i have heard that if you are ever in like an into the wild kind of sonar yeah and you're cold to gut an ant like you get in the belly for warmth we learned that from the empire strikes back oh yeah he Mm -hmm. does that too Mm -hmm. luke (laughs) jean-luc jean-luc famous character in the The star wars Do do you think they call him Jean-Luc in France? Oh, interesting. I don't think so. <laughs> It'd be funny. I think they probably spit at Star Wars in France. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, I do not think so. It is within the stars. It doesn't even <laughs> make... Why would you do that? <laughs> why? This, I why, don't understand. That doesn't make sense to me. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, we try to go to fuck. I've been researching on how to fucking go to a gun range, range and you have to yeah. be a member. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't, you know, I don't have cash lying around to become a member. And I, how do we get there? You know, a lot of, a lot of hurdles. A lot of you hurdles. can maybe upstate. Yeah. Let me know what you find. Yeah. I, I do really want to learn how to shoot a gun. It's uh, something I'm happy that I know. Yeah, I'm very grateful that I know, and I'm grateful that I at least grew up around the kind of people who were like, guns, you know, we always had guns in my house. Guns are really fucking, like, don't, they're really powerful. Right. Respect them, but also know how to use them. Yeah. Which, if you have a gun in your house, you should know how to use it. Knows how to shoot a gun with both hands. Wow. Because she's left-handed. When she learned. Oh, I thought you were like a like a full FBI style. I was like, well, that's, you know. No, but you like know. you you usually hold it in your dominant yeah. hand. And like, she so can do. She can hold it in either hand because she's left-handed. Mm, smart. And so she had to learn with a right grip. Yeah. And then her first husband bought her a gun that had a left-hand grip. Wow. Yeah. That's, you know, that's such a combo of baby boomer. Um, do you know what I mean? You know how yeah. baby boomers are always like, like my parents were always like, you need to learn how to drive a stick shift because what if you're at a party and yeah. there's an emergency? And, and you, now kids yeah. today don't know how to drive, you know, that yeah, kind of shit. Totally. And they're like, you need to learn how to shoot a gun with both your hands. I did also read a New York Times profile of a couple who learned how to hunt together and they were like, it's central to our relationship. Oh. And I was like, that's very interesting. And they were like, uh, kind of like a hip, like they had been line cooks together and like, oh God. And then they, like, I was like, wow, twisted. Oh, yeah, I think <laughs> you're like, I don't think he's that so. combo of cultures. 
I think I, I think I'm going to be judgmental of that. <laughs> this is um, the, where you draw the line. Yeah. You're like, I don't mind like any other kind of hunting, like rednecks, you're good. Yeah. Indigenous people, you're good. Hip couple mm. from Virginia. Central to your relationship. So I mean, I guess because from the food. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. They said that, that it's like all their free time. Okay. I mean. they spend hunting together. That's. You know, I like that. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, close. I don't even like camping, so... Oh, I hate... Yeah, that's a good point. I hate camping. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Hunting is, like, mostly camping. I I'm like, should I become a hunter? I, ju- I literally forgot I fucking hate camping. And I know that this isn't me being like a princess. Like I did a bike trip when I was younger for like weeks on the California coast and camped the whole time. And I was like, I hate this. Miserable. You know what kind of hunting you should do? Maybe a ladies day (laughs) on an estate. Oh, like British. Yeah. British style. Get a leather glove. I would love that. And you can make kind of snide comments in between shooting the clay. Oh God, that's my dream. Yeah. I would love that. I thought you were going to say a ladies' day, like in the creek where we punch the catfish. <laughs> Classic ladies' day situation. Yeah. Certain, yeah. A certain kind of lady. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good starting point. The punching the fish. We'll work up to it. Once we get your, uh, your business off the ground, your, uh, yeah, if you guys want to start mailing me some small animals that you kill, mm, I'll give you my personal address. <laughs> and any sick pigeons you find, West Nile, if that comes to your town, just ship them off to Lillian. I'll, um, if you need an explanation about how to crack their necks appropriately, um, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> Kelly, you're so shocked. You said have sex with an animal that I'm being too graphic. Well, I thought you were being, I thought you knew how to do that, for real. No, I mean, I could do it. But I don't want to. Okay. Yeah, okay. Same. Anyways, guys, um, this was truly a journey. <laughs> truly a journey. I think that where we fall on hunting is good. We like it. Yeah, I'm happy. You know, when it's one of those things where I didn't know I had an opinion, really. And then you said, we're talking about hunting. I said, oh, great. Here's how I feel about it. Yeah. I, um, I would love to, you know, minus the camping, obviously. I would love to... <laughs> It's it's not really feasible to be a city hunter just because then I don't have a big old freezer to put the meat in. Yeah, you got to have a garage freezer. Yeah, you got to have a garage if you're gonna and to butcher and fuck. What are well, we doing you in butcher... this room? I don't think so. I don't think so. You got to butcher partial. Yeah, fuck. <sighs> bring a big ice chest with you. <laughs> I bring like a little cooler. You're like I got my igloo. <laughs> I got my igloo. <laughs> I have one of those um, those citrus slice bags that are like insulated bags. <laughs> I have that. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I have a kind of a Whole Foods tote. It holds a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like the big one. It's one of the big ones. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm ready. <laughs> oh my god, Lord. Uh, well, um, patrons, if you become a, a patron, and it's going to be a delayed shout out. Yeah, for you. because we because are not recording this in real time. We're going on radio. So we're going into hiding. We're going dark. We're going dark for a few weeks out of our own safety. 
And if you guys are hunters and you agree or disagree with anything we said. I would love to see the overlap of our audience. People who listen to this podcast, people who are hunters. I know. I don't think it's, that that's probably a slim. It's, slim yeah. Pickens. It's not many. I mean. I don't know, but yeah, hey. Hey, we're expanding. You know, we got someone over on the, across the pond. Yeah. Who maybe has done a. A ladies shoot if you hey if you have a fox and some gentlemen in a day oh. you've had on you know let us know let us know i know that rita aura over in england uh-huh. uh did a little spawn for uh fishing oh fishing's a lot of fun and that that fishing has a big culture in england mm. they fish carp i want to say weird they have like publicly stocked lakes you don't eat it they just right it's just for lakes. fun for for kicks for sport Mm. They don't say sports. Right. They say sport. It's sports. Sport. For sport. Sport. God, okay. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, um, be safe out there. Use, uh, you know, have trigger discipline. And uh, we'll talk to hey, you soon. Godspeed. Godspeed. Good luck. Good night. Bye-bye.